And so next year, we plan to go to a church and a bar in every state. And to keep this a family broadcast, I'll say what she, I'll edit what she said, but she said, F yeah. Welcome to The Dismantle, creating community, not converts. Hello and welcome to The Dismantle, a show for community, not converts. I'm your host, Joey. Thanks so much for listening. On this show, we attempt to dismantle an issue that poses as problematic for the church by having a discussion with a guest or guests who have insight with that topic. Now, if you've heard before on the show, we won't always agree, but we won't argue because our goal is to gain understanding and perspective by sharing our views in a way that builds bridges, but not barriers. Our guests today are Dean and Mindy Anderson. They are the brains behind the book Cheers and Amen, a year-long 50-state adventure. They also host the blog Dean and Mindy Walk Into a Bar. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Joey. Glad to be here. I'm excited that you guys said yes. I'm really interested in our topic today. Before we dive into that, could you guys give us each, uh, you know, from each of you, how you got introduced to church and to faith? What's some of your spiritual background? I grew up in the church. My dad is now a retired Presbyterian pastor, and um, church was what we did every Sunday. And since we lived next door, it was also where my my sister uh, practiced piano. It was where most of what I did happened when I wasn't at school. Um, and I loved that. I loved living next door to the church. I loved my dad being the pastor. I didn't know anything different, but it was a good thing for me. Um, as I grew up, I ended up, uh, I went to a Christian college by choice and uh, then to grad school and eventually to seminary because I wanted to be a missionary. Um, and I wanted to know what this faith was that I had I wanted to be able to explain it. I still haven't done that yet. But uh, that's where we met, was at uh, Trinity Evangelical Divinity School near Chicago. And so church uh, is, is still, you know, as an adult, church was a major part of my life. And I grew up in a family that went to church, but my parents weren't in ministry until my mother was a secretary for Young Life, a, a parachurch organization while I was, well, after I had graduated from high school. And I decided that I wanted, um, I felt God called me to, to be in youth ministry. I worked with Young Life also for, um, as a volunteer for many years, and then went to Trinity, studied for the, my Masters of Divinity, met Mindy, and after we were married, served in, in churches as a youth pastor through the years till I got too old for youth ministry and uh, became a hotel night auditor, which is something I still do. That's really cool, and thanks for sharing that. So today on the show, we're going on a little bit of an adventure with you guys. Uh, behind every adventure, there's a story. Uh, tell us a little bit about the beginning of the 50-state church bar journey? Yeah. Well, I am a writer. I've written children's books, the Bill of the Warthog series. And one time we were going to a writer's conference and there's going to be publishers, publishers there that we could pitch to. This was about 
15 years ago. 2006, I think. And and so while we are there, we are thinking, now what is something that would be cool to write? And we came up with the idea of a church in every state. And we, we thought gonna, it would it would be like a coffee table book with pictures of beautiful churches, and we would visit a different church every weekend. And somehow we would do this while holding our regular jobs. And we figured there was a publisher who would be anxious to fly us every weekend to a different church in a different state. And although we aren't professional photographers, maybe you know just take some some glamour shots. And and this would be a wonderful thing. And we talked to a couple of publishers who were there who said. Yeah, that's really an interesting idea and didn't want to do a thing with it. And so this idea was kind of dormant for a while. Yeah, for about almost 10 years. Uh, and in the meantime, our kids grew up and um, we continued to work. Our, our lives changed some. We, are, we had jobs and just kept working. And then go ahead. And then I, I had been working part time in a church night auditing and working as a youth pastor part-time in a church. And that um, position ended because good things and new pastoral couple came to the church and we decided it was time to move on. We thought that'd be fun now that we have an opportunity to visit churches. Because Uh, with Dean being on church staff, we rarely visited churches. We just, Dean was on staff. So we went to the church where Dean worked unless we were on vacation and then we would go to churches, but it that didn't happen that much. And we thought a lot of other people don't who go to a church don't know what's going on in other churches. So we thought that'd be fun to blog about. So we started blog about it. And then we remembered this idea of a church in every state. And we thought, let's take a year to do that, to visit churches and ministries in every state. And we would talk to people about it. When we talked to Christians about it, people who attended church, they would say, oh, that's really interesting. And when we talked to people who didn't go to church, they'd say, huh, yeah, well, if you like that. And so we were thinking, you know, there there probably should be more to this just because. Well, we, we spent a year visiting churches in California, in California and, and had themes and things. And we were writing about it. We had the blog for about a year and a half before we actually did the major travel. But because we figured we'd be spending about a week in every state, we thought we maybe needed to have something more than just visiting a church. And we thought, what is in every state? What is in every big city and every small town? And the thing that we came up with was about every place has a church and a bar of some kind. Yeah. And working at a hotel where there's a bar, I, I started talking this through with one of the bartenders, Cappy, and, and he just got really excited about the idea. That it is true that there are two places where you can go in and it's socially acceptable to go up and talk to people. Talk to strangers. Absolutely. Yeah. And so those those two places were churches and bars. And and as we talked to people this time when we talked to people who weren't who weren't um, churchgoers. Weren't churchgoers, they are intrigued. And in fact when we are doing a, a church visit in San Francisco, we are walking along the street after visiting a, um, a Chinese language church. And we are thinking, oh, we should go for Chinese food. And this hostess of an Italian restaurant stopped and said, hey, you should come eat here, eat here. 
And so we went to talk to her and say, well, I'm sorry, we can't eat here. And we started telling her the whole story. And when we finished this saying, and so next year we plan to go to a church and a bar in every state. And to keep this a family broadcast, I'll say what she, I'll edit what she said, but she said, F yeah. She was thrilled. It was great because we, we kind of walked away feeling good and pleased with ourselves, but we also kind of turned to each other and said, I guess we're on to something. And so we we um, began to make the plans to to visit a, a church and a bar in every state. So you guys begin planning for this adventure. Were there any criteria that you had as far as the church and as far as the bar that you would attend? I mean, my mind instantly went to, well, if it was me, I'd probably go to the same denomination just so I could have, you know, similar data. What, what, what was that process like for you guys? We didn't want to do that. We wanted to have a variety of experiences. And our criteria for a church was, is it a place that honors Jesus? Um, that was pretty much the limits of it. So, so we were. So, so no, no synagogues, no uh, mosques, no mosques. We even with Christian churches that were Christian in name, but um, where Jesus as Savior and Lord wasn't a part of how they recognized the Christian faith. We tried not to do that. But we we did try to keep things broad, to be open to, to different ex- expressions of, of, of presenting the gospel. But the most important criteria, frankly, for where we would go was, was there a place where we could sleep for free? So if we, we looked to go to places where we had family or, or friends, because this was a year, it was there where we had to spend time in, in motels, um, though we also slept in our van sometimes. But, but that was, that frankly, was an important criteria. Was For what part of a state particularly we would mm-hmm. go to, um, yeah. or as in the case of New Jersey, where um, friends in Florida knew that we were looking for a particular denomination we hadn't had a chance to visit. And they knew people who knew people, and that's how we ended up with the family we stayed with in New Jersey. They were friends of friends of friends. We stayed with strangers. We had a church in Vermont where we just stopped to go to the the prayer meeting. It was in the town where Ben and Jerry's was. We went we went there primarily because Ben and Jerry's was there. And and so we went to the Bible study in the church, and when the hour was over, three different people offered to let us stay in their home. And so we we encountered great generosity, uh, but also we had we had fun during the trip, just getting to see family and friends that we hadn't seen for years. So that that a lot of times was where what decided the destination. But there were there are some places where there was a there was a particular call to place. I mean. We didn't know anyone in Alabama, and so since we had that freedom, we decided that we wanted to go to the 16th Street um, Baptist Church in Birmingham, where famously there had been the bombing where the the um, in the 60s in the 60s where the four little little girls were killed. There's been 
you know, and, and it was a, a great and important and sad time in the, in the civil rights movement. And, but before we went there, we did some internet research to see, is this still really a, an alive church? And from what we could see on the internet, it looked like it was still a thriving place. And so that's what drove us at different times. There were, there were some times where we were surprised at what we'd find. When we went to, for Nevada, which is where we started the trip, a friend of a friend had arranged for us to stay with some people in Las Vegas. And so that was great. But it ended up we were going to be there New Year's and these people were not going to be in town. So we just kind of Googled to see what was interesting in, in Las Vegas. And, and we found a newspaper story about a woman who had a ministry where she gave out cookies to yes. people on the streets. This woman had, had spent years on, on the streets herself as a, as a prostitute. She was an addict. She was a thief. Her life changed because of Jesus. And so we just, I found her on Facebook and said, can we hand out cookies with you? And she said, sure. And so we had a lot of more random encounters in, in that way and met some wonderful people. Now, what were some things that you were looking for as you went on these journeys? Was there anything specific that you, that you wanted to compare, maybe find as you went from church to church and bar to bar? Well, we started out knowing that we were much more comfortable in churches than we were in bars. And we were, we figured that by going to bars and being uncomfortable, it was a kind of a way to see what it was like for people who going to church would be very uncomfortable. And that was kind of a part of the beginning of that as an experiment was how can we relate to people who are coming to church and not knowing what, how you're supposed to act even. It was kind of to see what is it like to always be a first time visitor in both churches and in bars? What is it like when you're new? In a lot of ways, though this wasn't the goal at the beginning, the project became about community. We had two questions we always asked in bars. We decided we would always ask what makes a good bar and whether you go or not, what makes a good church? And we figured those were just good basic questions that people could do what they liked with. And after about five times of hearing from people that what makes a good bar is, is a sense of community, a sense of belonging, and then hearing people say when we'd ask what made a good church or what they thought would make a good church, hearing them say, oh, I guess the same thing, feeling like people want you there, like you belong, like you're part of the community. After we started hearing that regularly, we kind of thought maybe that this was an important part of, of what we were, what we were doing, and what we were there to find out. People were very excited about their church or their bar. If it was a place where they could say, yeah, the people here care about me. Now, how maybe a two-part question how would you based on everything that you've seen and experienced how would you define true community and maybe a follow-up to that where would you say that you saw it more was it in the church setting or the bar setting um i would say true community is where people know each other know each other's needs and 
and and look for ways to to support each other. And I would say, as a whole, I I saw it more in the church. Yeah, we sometimes we found it easier to um, make quick friends in bars. Not always, but um, but sometimes. Um, but in churches, if we were there more than a day, and because there were a few churches where we pretty much just went to a worship service and maybe talked to a few people but didn't really feel like we got involved in the life of the church at all. And there were a few bars where we felt like we really became part of the community, even though we were only there for an evening. Yeah, but there are bars that did it well, too. I think an interesting thing is that there are places where bars value that community. And there are some places, there are some, especially in big cities, there are places where you go into a bar and there are six televisions, 20 televisions around your head, cranked up loud, loud music. And you can tell that the goal of the bar is just to sell drinks. They're not concerned about community anyway whatsoever. But there are places where community was the goal of the bar. We decided that we had to make rules about whether something was a bar or a restaurant in which we could visit because restaurants serve alcohol, but everyone's around tables and you and there's no social convention for going in to chat with people at those tables. So, um, so we wanted to be someplace where there was a bar, we could sit at the bar and talk to people at the bar. That was kind of how we chose Off the top of my head, do you think that there is something that the bar environment could learn from the church environment and vice versa? I think something um, that's a lot more common in churches than it is in bars, although we've seen it, is a sense of um, responsibility to the community and to um, not just not just the people who come in on a regular basis, but to um, to everybody in in the neighborhood, I think churches often have projects and community service that you see less often in a bar. But we saw bars doing that, and see, I, I'm not sure. I I think they're I think it's still a minority of churches that are looking to care for the community as a mm, whole. Okay. I think. I think that's it's a rare thing in both churches and and bars. Maybe a few more churches do it, but the the bar in in um, that we visited in in Deadwood, um, um, South Dakota, um, had all kinds of projects that they were mm, doing okay. to 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 care for things in the community. And and I'd forgotten that. And that was and the people that we talked to in a um, we went to a gay bar and um, and. Des Moines, where they were, they quickly, you know, talked about about community projects that they had done and and some charities they were supporting. Yeah, and so that was, you know, but but in churches, I mean, we were in, at churches that did. Um, I mean, a bar is certainly not going to have a vacation Bible school, but so we saw we were in part of several churches that did were doing different kinds of youth and children's ministries that is certainly not something that happens in bars. 
um, even though some bars will do things that are supportive of, of children in the community. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the thing that the bars that churches can certainly learn from bars is to provide a place for conversation, um, to provide a, the, the bars that provide opportunities for people to, to just have extended times to talk. You know, the, the, we, we talked to someone who was, um, who, who I believe is in, where was it? We talked to someone in New York who talked about a bar is the living room. Um, oh, I think it was, some, it was, <laughs> we met sometimes other tourists, uh, when we went to bars, it might've been in, um, in Rhode Island, maybe yeah. at that bar, but anyway, or it may, or it could have been in um, Connecticut, but where in they talked about how in New York City the bar, the neighborhood bar is your living room because the place you live doesn't have room for it. So you you meet your friends there, you you hang out. And and I think and as as I said before, we had a lot of times better conversations in bars than we did in churches. I think that um, a lot of times churches don't have even space for people to sit and talk and don't. I, I just, sorry, I just thought of something though, that churches, a way churches are able to expand. Um, at a bar, you're not as likely to um, get in a great conversation with somebody, especially, I mean, we were there as a couple. And so we were talking sometimes to individuals, sometimes to couples, sometimes just groups of several people. But it would have been unlikely for someone in a bar to have invited us into their home. Um, I mean, people do go home with each other from bars, but it's a different thing. Um, but um, churches, it's not as uncommon for someone to say, oh, well, would you come over for a meal? Or why don't we get together in another setting to talk some more. And I think that happens in churches more than that happens in bars. I, um, that's, that's probably true, but I think something else that bars are better at, um, not always, um, but people in bars are more likely to be accepting of people with differences. Mm. Um, churches um, often there were times where we went into a church and there were, there were frankly some churches where we are ignored. Um, we usually didn't write about those churches. We want to write positively. Um, but there are churches where, where no one talked to us. And or where our hands were shaken at the door by a, a, a greeter who that was their job. And then there was no other actual interaction with another person while we were there. But sometimes then when we had talked to people, there are people who would come to us and, and, and introduce ourselves and, and we would introduce ourselves and, and we'd say that we are traveling. And once they found out that we are traveling and that we weren't, there wasn't a chance that, that we would be a part of things there. We weren't going to join the choir. <laughs> we weren't going to join the choir. So Teach a Sunday school class. They would, they would move along quickly. And, um, but other places like in, um, that church in Nebraska, mm -hmm. um, 
a lady found out that we were traveling and she insisted on us coming to her house for for um, lunch along with somebody else who she'd met at church that she invited to come to her house for lunch and i think she just she really practiced the gift of hospitality in an amazing way and there was she's not a person we've been able to stay in touch with um i don't know anything about her beyond you know that we had a lovely meal in our home and she made us feel loved and welcome but um that was that was something that churches that happens sometimes in churches yeah but in bars people for the most part were um most bars we went to they they would they would say we don't want to talk about religion we don't want to talk about politics we just want to have a good time and 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 so they were looking to just enjoy other people and accept people as they were there were there were places where um they were there are bars where people were judgmental of of others we uh it was interesting going in 2016 the we the were, political year yeah and to see and to watch the campaign and we went to places that were definitely uh red states and and blue states and and saw that dynamic and we um and and, and we we heard a variety of strongly expressed political opinions <laughs> in bars and in churches yes but um so that was kind of something we thought would be more significant than it was that year. Um, but it's it still, it, because again, it most of the time they would say, oh, we don't want to talk about those things. There were a couple of places where they really did want to talk about those things and, and where it, uh, where it was heated discussions, but I, we didn't, we didn't provide any heat. We just listened, <laughs> but um, but that was that was something that um, I think it was kind of a disappointing thing at times for me to see some churches that were expressing political views when I didn't think that was really at the heart of of the gospel message they should be presenting. But that's how I would look at things. Um, and, and in bars, it's, it's kind of, you know, bartenders would tend to say, I don't want to talk about those things. And they, they were concerned about. Uh, we actually had more bartenders tell us they couldn't answer our questions than anybody else. They would, they would answer the what makes for a good bar question. Yeah. But sometimes there were a few times where they wouldn't answer the what makes for a good church because they'd say, I don't want to say anything that's going to offend any other customers. Yeah. I don't, I don't. And, and so they um, I think there was a a wisdom to that that um, some pastors weren't showing about discussing um, religion or sorry about po politics. 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 They should talk about religion. It's kind of their job. I've really been enjoying our conversation, guys. But as we bring our time to a close, what's something that you think the church could do? maybe as a whole to move in a more positive direction. It could be on this idea of community like we were discussing, or maybe it's just something that's on your mind. I think one of the best answers I, I heard to that question was a friend of ours, um, 
Clint, who pastors a church in Iowa, no, yeah, or, I'm Idaho. Sorry, Idaho, it's one of those I states, who also, <laughs> um, his church is, is also a fitness center. And, and I, I talked to him, you know, about what makes a good church. And he said, it's important to him that if the church and the community vanished, would anyone notice outside of those who were part of the church? And they wanted to make sure it was a church plant, this fitness center church. And they wanted to make sure that they were putting into the community something that would be missed and that would build up the community as a whole. And um, it, it, I mean, the, they were separate entities that met in the same place that had many of the same people in both the fitness center and in the church. But um, it, it was definitely a church that would be missed if it were gone. They provided free services to the community, such as, as ballroom dance lessons, health clinics. Um, they were trying to provide memberships to, to people who um, in need in the community and, and school teachers and different things. And so we went to um, something like that. We went to one of our favorite churches was in New Orleans, where um, Ukraine Baptist Church, where they had a, a concentrated um, ministry to the to the homeless and caring for for the, for the, the homeless. street people there in, yeah. in New Orleans. Um, and so we went to a a church in Toledo that was a bar and a church. Um, and the staff of the bar and the people of the church often work together on projects community in projects. the community. Yeah. And, and yeah, the uh, the the brewmaster of the the brew pub was the pastor of the church. And so that's that's one of the things that I think um, is important for the church now is to realize that most people in the community don't really care about you, don't really care about the church, and. And it used to be a model of, of the church that you would just open the doors and expect people to come in. And now churches need to be caring for the community. They need to find ways where they can minister. We went to a... To be in the community. We went to a church that was along the Appalachian Trail. And one of the things they did was just provide breakfast for hikers. Free breakfast. Free breakfast for hikers. And... and and churches need to be created to say, where can we provide for the people around us in, in ways that no one else is, is caring for them? And to care for those people and reach out, not expecting them to attend a Sunday service, but just to show Christ's love. And, and expecting them to have the opportunity to hear Christ's love. Yes. So... Um, that's something that seems like churches need to do a, a better job getting out. And, I, and I'm also hoping for bars that they will um, continue to be a place of community rather than. And be open to church people. We've heard of Bible studies in bars and things like that. We didn't attend any, but it's not as unusual as I would have expected it to be. So those are, those are things we hope for. And, and, and after having, um, a lot of travel. We for about four years we did the um, we did the blog on visiting churches. For two years we did the blog on visiting bars, and so now we're kind of um, three we're, years. Th 
three years doing bars. Now we're kind of focusing on making making a, a place our home church and and to find our our home bar as well. Yeah, that's really great insight, guys. Thank you, and, and thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you, Joey. Where can people connect with you and follow up with the book? Okay, uh, the book is called Cheers and Amen. It's on it's on Amazon. If you search uh, Cheers and Amen Anderson, it's likely to come up. Um, we are on. We have the the blogs have morphed into just deanandmindy.com where um, we post periodically and we're slowly putting all the Dean and Mindy go to church and Dean and Mindy walk into a bar posts there. Uh, Dean also has a couple of blogs. Uh, One's called movie churches and the other's called TV churches. And what we're exploring there is how our churches presented in media, how it used, we've gone from where, Bing Crosby was was the lovable priest that that everyone respected. respected to where if a person in the clergy is appears in a movie or TV show, it's likelihood it's likely that they're the killer. Um, and so it's just many people don't go to church and their perception of church comes from media. So I've had fun just um, doing these blogs and exploring how how. Um, the church how clergy people are are presented in media well i'll make sure i list all that in the show notes but again guys thanks so much for being on the show thank you oh, joey thank you. we've appreciated being here and that wraps up this episode of the dismantle we'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic we talked about today maybe your experience and ways that we can continue to create community until next time don't complain about the things you're not willing to change you've been listening to the dismantle creating community, not converts. Visit us at dismantlepod.com.